0: Good evening and welcome everybody. Happy Sunday. I hope everyone is doing well and enjoyed the lovely uh, weather here today, at least in Delaware. Um, I'm quickly uh, loving the spring season uh, on the East Coast, most of all. And um, anyway, good evening. Welcome to uh, our faithful, loyal listeners And also welcome to any first-time guests. It's wonderful to have you with us tonight. Thank you for giving us your time and listening in. Uh, If you'd like to learn more about us, uh, who we are, what we do, and more about this digital broadcast, you can visit us on newarkupc.info. And there you can learn we're doing small group, uh, virtually still. still, you can join a small group. You can submit prayer requests, Uh, You can find out about the kids' ministry, what they're doing um, during this digital broadcast time, uh, and just in general, find out more about us. So please visit there if you haven't. And um, anyway, I am continuing this evening uh, on the parables of Jesus. We've spent the week looking at several different parables, and I've enjoyed those, and I I know you will have too. Um, And going into this next week, we're going to continue our series on the parables. There's so many that we can learn from and teach from uh, that we decided two weeks would at least let us scratch the surface on these wonderful passages in scripture and moments when we have scripture where Jesus was speaking. Um, And so those are precious to us uh, as Christians and we want to dig into that tonight. So Um, Before we do, though, if you would just pray with me and let's ask the Lord to be among us and bless the word going forth. God, we're thankful for your faithfulness to your church tonight, God. I pray that through this series of parables that we can be reminded to to be followers, to be disciples, to be a church that is faithful back to you, Lord, in your word in following your teachings and internalizing those and applying those and sharing those, Lord, with the world around us. God, would you bless the message tonight? Lord, any needs among those who are listening, God, you know the needs, Lord. Some, I'm sure, are critical tonight. Some, Lord, are desires of our hearts. Some are needs for salvation. Some are needs for healing. Some are needs for emotional healing and touch in our lives, God. Lord, some need financial help, Lord. Some need hope tonight. Some need your peace. God, we just ask that you meet each and everyone's need tonight, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for your presence and your spirit that is among us and working through your church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Got my mind on the church tonight looking at these parables and uh, listening to them this week. And so, well, um, last night Debbie taught on the parable of the farmer. And I thought that I would have to spend a little bit of time on that tonight when I was preparing uh, because the parable we'll be looking at tonight is one that sits right in the middle of the parable of the farmer. And, um, Debbie did such a wonderful job on that passage last night. I'm going to play a clip. No, I'm kidding. But I want to, because she did such a good job. I feel like I'm just going to repeat what she said. In fact, I am going to use her words. Um, But that'll get us up to speed uh, in the parable of um, the lamp, which is what we're looking at tonight. I'm going to be reading from The Gospel of Mark, this parable, like the others, are found in three of the Gospels. Um, It's also found in Luke uh, and Matthew. The Luke account is almost word for word to the Mark uh, Gospel. Um, Matthew's has a little different uh, beginning, so I'm going to read Matthew's, just a couple verses, but I'm focusing most on Mark tonight. So Mark chapter... Um, 4 verses 21 through 25. These are following the parable of the farmer. So um, it says, then Jesus asked them, would anyone light a lamp and then put it under a basket or under a bed? Of course not. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light will shine. For everything that is hidden will eventually be brought into the open and every secret secret will be brought to light. Anyone with ears to hear should listen, And understand." Then he added, "...play close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given, and you will receive even more. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them." And then in Matthew chapter 5 verses 14 and 15, It says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. So back to the gospel of Mark, the parable of the lamp sits in the middle of the parable of the farmer or the soil, and it it, it, might read kind of randomly there it might appear kind of random but the two actually fit together and it's intentional uh, because jesus said earlier in mark chapter four um in the verses before the ones we read tonight if you can't understand the meaning of this parable referring to the parable of the farmer then how will you understand all the other parables so the parable of the farmer that debbie taught on last night Uh, is imperative to our understanding of the lamp. Um, The parable, in the parable of the the farmer, uh, the farmer liberally throws out the seed onto the soil. And as Debbie said last night, and it went through one by one, there's different types of soil Jesus talked about. That the seeds can fall on. And depending on where it falls, it may or may not produce anything. Um, and one thing I really uh, appreciated about what Debbie was saying last night, she did a great job about talking about how God is really the only one who can truly know what kind of soil a seed has fallen upon. That might be unexpected, you know, for, from our human point of view of where a seed grows. But I really appreciated that point. So no matter what type of soil, all seeds that are cast out by the farmer um, have the opportunity to grow. Now, whether or not they will grow depends on what type of soil it is. And Debbie asked us to think about that. What kind of ground am I? Uh, and of course, in addition to Jesus making the point that his message must be spread to all, just like the farmer just cast the seeds out. Um, this parable is also teaching us about the type of soil that we should be. Because, of course, we want to be on that good ground um, that the word of God can grow roots and produce something uh, within us, not only for us, but then to turn around and share with the world around us. So the same goes for the parable of the lamp. Just like the seeds that were liberally cast upon the ground by the farmer, a lamp is a device that casts out light and it casts the light out liberally. As the scripture simply says, the light from the lamp is not made to be hidden under a basket, or under anything. A lamp is supposed to cast out light. That's its purpose, is to shine. So it doesn't make any sense to try and hide light. And so Jesus is making that point, let light shine. Um, Usually, a message like this goes down the route of uh, uh, you know, within us, the light of Christ reveals things, uh, areas of improvement, sin, um, things that uh, we've hidden and we don't want to deal with. And the light of God can challenge us to face those things. And when we it, it when it uh, the light of the Lord shines on it, we can't hide from it anymore. We can choose not to do anything about it, but you can't hide from it. And I know that you know, a message about the light of Christ can go a lot of different ways, but tonight um, I want to focus on uh, this angle uh, using the lamp and the light metaphor is that we as the disciples of Christ in our day and age, just as Jesus was speaking to his disciples then, uh, us now as the disciples of Christ, as his church, we cannot and we should not hide as his church from the world around us. Now, I'm I'm kind of speaking from a very small snapshot of all of our walks with God, whether you're starting it today or you started it 20 years ago. This past year has been something different than anything anyone's experienced. And so uh, the message tonight is kind of in that context of the past uh, little over a year now with the COVID atmosphere, but not only that, not only in response to COVID, and we'll talk more about that, but we as the church are to shine as his disciples continue to shine uh, and not hide. Um, and so uh, we'll come back to that. Just keep, stay here with me. So back to the uh, uh, Mark chapter 4 his disciples Jesus's disciples in this passage they were having trouble with the concept of the kingdom of God of grasping that and how Jesus was teaching and talking about it and so using parables Jesus was trying to help them grasp what their mission and what their purpose is and one way he described it as and he defined it as was as the light of the world that's what we read in Matthew chapter 5. That's Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Lots of teachings from Jesus in that chapter. Um, So as his disciples, just like they were, we're called to cast our light into whatever darkness we encounter. We're not to control where our light shines, and we're not to hide it. Um, As disciples, um, because what happens when light encounters darkness. Jesus tells us that what happens in verse 22 of chap- Mark chapter four, he said, for everything that's hidden will eventually be brought into the open and every secret will be brought to light. So whatever is in darkness will be revealed by light. And it's not necessarily what what's being revealed. Um, whatever Jesus reveals for us, you know, it's for our good. Uh, but the point is that light reveals all darkness, and it, it's whatever darkness it hits, because we're not to control it, and we're not to hide it. And it gives the opportunity for transformation by the Holy Spirit. So the point is on all. And Debbie brought this out in her message last night, again, so well, specifically for Newark UPC, listeners tonight that all, all disciples, all making disciples of all is uh, our mission of our church. And the point here that Jesus is making is is just that. Uh, It's about all of us as his church and as disciples of Christ being the light to all of the world. We can't discriminate in which direction light should go. Just like the seeds being tossed out liberally, the light that we are to the world through the Holy Spirit is for all. And just as importantly, cast, or it should be shown shining through all of his church. We're all called to be the light of the world. And I don't want us to forget that tonight. I feel like the messages this week have also I'm just echoing the same thing that has been stated already. But it's important. It's important in this day and age. And I think that this is what Jesus was trying to transmit to his disciples even then. I found a quote from the renowned preacher Charles Spurgeon. And it says, the Bible is not the light of the world. It's the light of the church. But the world doesn't read the Bible. The world reads Christians, you are the light of the world. So this quote kind of gives some perspective uh, in another way to think about these words that Jesus spoke to his disciples and now to us. In the parable of the Lamb, Jesus is defining what the mission of his disciples was in the kingdom of God, and it's that same mission for us today. Jesus tells the parable of the lamp on a stand to encourage his followers to stand out and to be an example and not to hide away. And you think, that's that's fine. That's okay, I, I can do that. Or, well, that's what I've been doing. Sure, yeah. But I read that this would have been challenging, this uh, uh, standing out, not hiding. Would have been challenging for these first christians because they were cruelly persecuted and and they may have hidden their faith is to escape things like being tortured imprisoned or killed because of it so even in such a hostile environment as that back in the day of uh the early christians the message remained the same the gospel message was for all to be spread to all by all of his disciples, and so now I know some of our global churches around the world face persecution like that, and we don't here in the United States—not not even close, in my opinion. Um, but there's other forms of hostility. There's other forms of uh, our response uh, uh, events that happen that cause us to to just think. Mm-hmm, Maybe if that light wasn't so bright, I'm going to be a target if my light's too bright. The church will be a target if my light's too bright, if our light is too bright. And I think about this, uh, what Jesus is calling his disciples to be the light of the world in the midst of this COVID year, in the midst of the year uh, that was a political year, in the midst of a year that was uh, um, had several racial events happen. You know, it. it, no matter where you stand on these issues, it's made this year heavy, it's made this year dark, and it's also in the midst of a pandemic. So how does this apply today? Well, as Spurgeon said, Christians read uh, the Bible and the world reads Christians. And so I guess this serves as a reminder, at least it does for me, that it might become more difficult. It might become less desirable for the disciples of Christ, for the church, to want to continue to be the light of the world, to shine. We might want our response to to, to be to hide. We might want to turn that light out. We might want to try to do that in response to the darkness of the world around us. Just as it was difficult, a difficult message and instruction for the early church to also accept in their own context, um, but we must remember that we have to, we're called to and we're equipped by the Holy Spirit to continue to indiscriminately cast our light upon all so that all can be given the opportunity to know the love of God. Amen. So back to Mark chapter 4, verses 23 through 25. The disciples were having that hard time understanding the kingdom of God and what it was going to look like. And what their responsibility was in the midst of that. So Jesus, I believe uh, Stephen spoke about this on Wednesday, Jesus used parables, which are stories, as he said, with a theological punch. He used them to further teach his disciples about the kingdom of God when they lacked understanding. Jesus was responding to this deficit, this uh, lack of understanding in his disciples. And the disciples had been learning at the feet of Jesus for some time and still had trouble grasping some of these uh, of Jesus's teachings at times. And I think, you know, who's been there before me? It sounds kind of familiar, but um, when Jesus taught in parables, he gave them, he saw an opportunity and he sees it with us too, to, for us to learn something more about the kingdom of God. For them, it was what their role was in it. For us, it's what our role is in it. But notice what, what Jesus also says. Um, this has been in a couple other lessons this week. Verse 23 said, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. So Jesus puts the responsibility of the learning on the the hearer, the disciple, on us. Today, the responsibility to hear and listen to the word of God is on each of us as his disciples. And Jesus makes it clear that hearing does not automatically equate to learning. Just because we hear something doesn't mean we've learned it. How many times have we said, like, I remember sitting in that class, or I remember sitting on uh, listening to that subject or that lecture or that, you know, don't remember much, didn't learn much from it, but you were there and you heard it at the time. So just because we hear something doesn't mean we've learned it. Learning takes intentionality. It takes time. It takes effort. And Jesus's parables would reinforce and reiterated his teachings that he had already been modeling and teaching to his disciples but since they weren't quite understanding his message, he taught uh, in a little bit further with parables to get his point across. And so the verse implies that what they learned and how much it became a part of them sank down, those roots grew, uh, was on the responsibility of the individual. So I'm, I don't. not we, we're talking about sowing, we're talking about soil, farmers, lamps, light. There's a lot of like metaphorical talk going on here and I don't want to muddle it, but in thinking about application to us as Christians, specifically to us at Newark UPC, we've been talking about something this whole past year called digging your own well, because when the pandemic hit and we started doing our digital campus and broadcast six nights a week, and listening in, and being the church through virtually through our devices, um, church look, start looking a little different than we've ever thought it would look, than we ever thought we would um, be congregating this way through our screens. And so about a year ago, we talked about this is a time, this is a season, it's a gift to us. A lot seems to have been taken away from us because of... Uh, you know, staying in place and not being able to assemble. But in, in, uh, at the same token, it has also been a gift to us to really uh, bunker down in our spiritual lives and say, what is the essentials for spiritual growth? How can I continue to grow during this time um, that we're not getting together and we're not doing our normal routines in a church building? And so we've had to ask ourselves, how can I continue to continue to learn and and grow during this season? Because just like the disciples, we too are uh, individually responsible for what we do with what we're hearing. And so then Jesus further tells his disciples this cost of hearing or listening. In in, verses 24 and 25, it says, Then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given, and you will receive even more. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken from them. First of all, what we learn from this parable today is that we've got to be seeking the knowledge of the kingdom of God. And for the disciples back then, that was a broad, vast concept. What kind of enigmatic is, as they say, this big, big concept, what the kingdom of God, what? Well, it is this big picture. Uh, But the Christian life is all about this purpose of the church in the world. And the mission we're called to and invited by God through the Holy Spirit to carry out as his mission in this world. In the same vein, however, Jesus says that for those who do not desire to seek after the kingdom of God, that they will lose what little they know. So in this season, in this past year, these verses, you know, as I I was preparing for tonight, it just took on different meaning, meaning when we look at it through the lens of the pandemic and how different this year has been. Because our idea of church was Challenge wasn't wrong uh, how we've been doing church, but we definitely had to make a shift. Amen. Uh, in what it meant to to um, have a service to be the church, but on this macro level, the mission of the church and God's church around the world didn't change because of the pandemic. We're still to remain that light in the darkness, and going back to that concept of digging our own. Wells, we're responsible for keeping that light. Being a vessel that's keeping that light shining and casting through us as His church in a world who desperately still needs Jesus. Amen. We've had uh, the gift of technology in our church at Newark. We, we specifically we were um, uh, fortunate enough to have a team of people that were able to create and sustain this digital campus come to us and feed us six nights a week as we broadcast uh you know in our homes and my point is that that we have the opportunity to learn and grow in a variety of ways Um, even in this lingering season that i know we're all praying and anticipating is coming uh, to a, a, a close soon at least an opportunity for us to shift once again so let's take this opportunity to grow, and I'm coming to a close now. And let's not err on the side of losing what's been established in our walk with God already. Don't let that don't let that that light uh, die out, if I can say it that way. Continue, continue to challenge yourself, each of us, to grow. Listen to the Word of God and grow and learn in. Uh, in his word. Amen. Because I know I don't need to say this, uh, uh, but, I, but I'm but i going to. We, we have to be reminded that the world is watching what the church is doing and how it's responding to the bizarre day and age we're in. HRN. And it's not just COVID. It's various events. Uh, they're watching. And it's, if any, it's our time to shine now and shine liberally. Cast, continue to cast our light everywhere on everyone. And for all of the church to be casting that light. We don't want anybody to feel that they don't have light to cast. Um, let's continue to be the church. We have to be the proof to the world That as dark as it has been this past year, and as dark as it's felt, as dark as it may get, nothing can extinguish the light of Jesus Christ. Jesus said in John chapter 8, he is the light of the world. And he can't be extinguished. We know that. But his church is the vessel through which he's chosen to shine his light into the dark world. Let's continue to be that vessel. There's always hope. As long as God is in control, and the scriptures say, he always will be. So we can put our faith and confidence in Jesus Christ, the light of the world. With that, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in tonight, for listening, and for um, being with us on this journey through the parables. Please continue to uh, tap into us next uh, this, this next week as we continue our series on the parables. And uh, we broadcast to you Tuesdays through Sundays at 6 p.m. So we hope to see you here again uh, Tuesday night. Thank you. God bless and good night.